The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you believe that life and business success only happens when you are young and hungry? Think about some of the most famous entrepreneurs who achieve their greatest success later in life after a few trials and setbacks. Welcome to Second Wind Success with your host, Gene Garino. Get ready to take the journey. The best in life is just ahead. Here's Gene Garino. Hey, 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 it's Gene Garino, your host with Second Wind Success, and our co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. Hello, Carolyn. Hello, it's always good to be here with you. <laughs> it is so much fun to do this. I, I have to say, I enjoy doing this show because we get to share with everybody and baby boomers how they can find their second wind in business and in life. It's I love the topic because I'm a baby boomer, and I talk to a lot of people that are looking for that second wind of success, so it's Really cool that we get to do this show, and I'm so glad that you are listening right now. So Second Wind Success, that's what it's all about, helping people, individuals, baby boomers, find their second wind in business and in life. That's what this show is all about. So today, we're going to focus on Second Wind Success and what I do, which is residential assisted living, and what Carolyn does in residential assisted living. So, you know, when we talk about the residential, there you go, I think your computer's on Go ahead and turn your volume down. down. (laughs) So we talk about the residential assisted living. Living. Still hearing that in the background there, CJ. So we talk about the residential. You know, modern technology, Gene. Modern technology, it does this thing every so often, and it's like the gremlins get in there. So uh, all I, you know, we're good to go now. I've I've tamed them, and I will not feed them after midnight after this. And if you're a baby boomer, you know what movie I'm talking about. (laughs) <laughs> they're under the bed, they're in the closet, it's all good. So, you know, that's one of the things. When it comes to technology, there's a lot of people second win success before we get into the assisted living. They do technology, and I think a lot of us uh, baby boomers look at that and go, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm pretty good at it, but it's when those things come up just like that. So what I do is assisted living because I get that. I get older people. I'm, I'm getting older myself. I'm, I'm one of them. Right? And there's a lot of people out there that are listening right now that maybe you have a parent or a loved one that is thinking about, maybe you're thinking about it, they need help uh, with their activities of daily living. So I'm going to walk you right through it so you understand what it is and how it works. And we're also going to do a little bit and talk about certification and getting trained properly to do this. Uh, it's really important. I was watching some uh, talk about technology, some YouTube videos today, and uh, looking at some other people who are out there doing assisted living and what they're doing. And, and there's other people out there that do help others. They train others to do it. And I think it's really important that somebody be trained properly in order to do this. And there's, uh, again, I'm not saying anything other than that you need to know what you're doing. You need to be trained by somebody who's done it and is doing it, who can show you by experience. This is not one of those... Uh, late night TV show things where you can just walk into it and buy a house and fill it with old people and walk away. It's a real deal business that you can make a lot of money, but you have to do it properly. So that's what we do at the, yeah. 
Yeah, here's the other thing, Jean. One of the big things that I notice is there are people who teach you how to um, do the business part, right? So they don't teach you exactly how to get the house or, buy, in this case, buy the house and um, do the things you need to do to bring the house up to par. They tell you almost like they assume you already have a home or they assume you already um, – you know, either purchased one or you're renting one that's already all up to snuff. Well, there's a whole bunch that goes on there. And um, then the other side of it is the doing of the business versus the owning of the business. And let's get into that a little bit, uh, a little bit later. I know that you were in the middle of something, but I just wanted to interject that real quick. That's a really good point because, you know, I kind of take it for granted sometimes (laughs) at our (laughs) <laughs> at our training, when we do it, we walk people right through, assuming they don't know anything about, and then fill in the blank, real estate, anything about assisted living. So that way, if somebody does have some knowledge that they're bringing to the table, it's great. It's a plus. It makes it a little easier for them. But I'm not going to assume that anybody knows anything. And, and you're actually very correct with that, because I was kind of researching that uh, yesterday and today. And uh, we do a really good job of training people, I have to say. So Let's talk about it a little bit, and then you mentioned certification before we came on the air, uh, where to get that and what it looks like and how it works. But with residential assisted living, for those of you who are not familiar with it, it is taking a single-family home, so residential, and that single-family home and turning it into an assisted living home. So there's different names for it in different states. If you're in California, it's called RCFE, Residential Care for the elderly, or board in care. If you're in Georgia, they call it a personal care home. If you're in Colorado, they call it an assisted living residence. But they're all kind of the same. It's a single family home converted into assisted living. So, you know, CJ, you've been in some of these homes. There might be six people. There could be 16 people. But when you walk in the home, does it feel like a home or does it feel like an institution? Absolutely like a home. And understand, I have, I have a big background in long-term care insurance. Um, I was raised with my grandparents, so I was probably pretty early on into this whole um, assisted living uh, at home. My grandmother had, um, you know, five siblings that we had to work with this or find a solution for. So, you know, understand, I've kind of been in the industry without really being in the industry. I've been on the Mm. other side. So one of the first things that I noticed when I came into what I would call a RALA certified home, RALA Residential Assisted Living Academy home, is that it feels really comfortable, very happy. You know, you walk into homes and there's like an energy, a vibe, for lack of a better Mm. word. And what was so important and what um, is taught at the Residential Assisted Living Academy is that that it's supposed to be like a house. It's, It's a home. It's not a big box. It's not an industrial home. It has its its decor, um, everything about it makes you feel comfortable like, like you are living in your own home. That's, and I love it. it you know, it's, it may, every time I go, because many of them have chefs, many of the Rolla homes, residential assisted living academy homes, have chefs in them. I'm like, I want to live there. <laughs> if, can I just rent a room and, you know, eat the food? Because the food is really high quality. Um, it's well presented. Uh, you know, and always very, very, like the backyard is perfect. I'm thinking, yeah, I, I'm, re- I'm ready. 
Yeah. Yeah, that kind of place. See, that's yeah. exactly the reaction that I want is it looks like home, it feels like home, smells like home, home cooking, and I could live here. So when you're when you're my age, when you're 55, 56 years old and saying, I could live here, thank goodness I don't have to live there yet. But 30 years from now, when it's time, that's what I want. I want a home that feels like a home where I literally could move into the master bedroom and feel like I'm at home, but I'm all set when it comes to the care that is provided for me. And that's actually one of the big, uh, I'm going to call it a secret, but I've let the secret out enough to people all over the country that one of the secrets here is that you can create this home, this business, make great money now, help a lot of people now, and when it's time for you to move in, you move into the master bedroom and live for free. And if you have in-laws, parents, I say in-laws because my in-laws are are still here with us and eventually they may need help, I can have them move in. And not into my own personal home. That's a whole different topic, but uh, into my own assisted <laughs> living home. <laughs> you know I what? And I hate to say it, but, you know, a lot of in-laws don't want to go live with their daughter or son-in-law or, you know, daughter-in-law, either way, but they want to be nearby and they want to be visited and um, they want to be able to visit if that comes up, but they don't, you know, they don't want to always be around the noise and the action and all of that. They've got their own schedule. Don't think just because they're older or even the word elderly means that they don't, you know, that all of a sudden they're ready to, you know, do whatever you said. And some of the most stubborn people are those elderly people. They like what they like. And they don't want to have to adjust their schedule just for them or for you or your family, you know. So assisted living is a really great solution for that. I think it's a really great insight that you just had there, the concept of looking at it through their eyes, right? How do they see it? What do they want? Because I jokingly say, but half serious, is mother-in-law living in my home. I love Claire. That's her name. I love Claire. I love Les, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, but living in my home, complete, even my own mother living in my home. There was a time where they moved in. My mom and dad moved into the home that Mona, my wife and I have, and they lived downstairs. So it was kind of a split-level ranch, and we had an apartment set up for them there. And it was awesome having them that close. But actually, the concept of thinking about it from their perspective, they want to be close by, but they don't want to be in your business. They don't want to be inside your home either. That's a really good perspective. I I have to say, I haven't thought about that. (laughs) And they don't want to be a burden either. You know, they know if they're around, if something happens, you know, this this way they kind of get the best of both worlds. Now, they may not be in their own home, but they are in their own home. Does that make sense? They, it's just with a group oh, yeah. of other people. Instead of the big box, when you get to the big box, you know, it's sort of a sterilized apartment, sterilized hallways, you know, uh, a, a lot less care. Now, there are some very super high-level versions of big box. Well, that's great if you want to pay that much, but why would you pay that much when you can get a better deal and better, it's actually better socialization, believe it or not, in um, a home that has 5 to 10 to 16 people in it. Studies show. Yeah, and, yeah studies show, exactly. And they live longer. They're happier. They're healthier. Mm-hmm. Studies show. And they really do. But, you know, the concept of just looking at it from their perspective I think uh, one of the things we should talk about today, we mentioned certification. We're going to come back to that. But the concept of that person who's moving into the home, what is 
from their perspective, what is it that they want? I'm redoing, as you know, our home study course at the REL Academy, and, and it's just wonderful to be able to redo this with the latest and greatest. And those of you who are interested in learning more, go to ralacademy.com or call us at 480-704-3065. I'll give it again so you've got it. ralacademy.com or call us at 480-704-3065. But with redoing the home study course, one of the one of the whole segments is on what to look for in an assisted living home, and the kids who are 50 and 60, the kids of that resident, they have a whole different thought. You know, they want to see, I want a pool table for dad. I want a leather chair for dad. I want a, I want them to plant in the garden. And mom and dad are like, you know, no, hold it. I want to be in a home that feels like my home, not a club, not a, a you know, a, a retirement center where it's a, that's not what they're looking for. So they have a very different mindset. They want it decorated in a certain way. They want it to feel a certain way. They don't want Ikea furniture. They'd rather have antique looking furniture. Antique to you and I, it reminds them of home when they were a kid. <laughs> Careful yeah. now, right? Careful now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's antique for you and I, right? I mean, let's face it. Yeah, And most people it's listening. True. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. You're, if you're listening right now and you are 80 years old, you know what I'm talking about in the concept of uh, you know, what it takes and, and how long and uh, all of that stuff. But the point is, they don't want modern furniture. They want older, old-fashioned looking yeah, furniture. Yeah, IKEA does not cut it for most of them unless they were modernist lovers and then, it, then you know, it's a different type of style of modern. So mid-century yeah. modern, of course, would be very popular. But anyway, <laughs> I got it's it. true, though, because you go to those big box places and and... And the furniture is very, uh, um, I want to say doctor office-ish, you know, but doctor offices have even started to become even better, you know. But you get mm-hmm. the feel. It's just sort of a, a in, not even industrial look, but a, a, but it's just dry. It has a very dry feel to the, to the furniture. So, um, you you know, it's really interesting too, when you go into a big box assisted living and big box, meaning there's a hundred, 200 people, it looks and feels like a hotel, but they're trying to make it look and feel like a home. And we have the advantage because of the small facility, we are a home. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to become us. Yeah. Good point. (laughs) And it's hard to do that. You know, when you got that big of a place, uh, now I know we're coming up to the, to the break shortly here. You tell me exactly how much time we have, but, um, you know, when we talk about the certification for this, we have a training that we do at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. And at the end of that training, these people have learned what it takes from the real estate. We call that the physical plant, the real estate standpoint, from the business operations standpoint, what to do, how to do it, how to get licensed, how to get up and running, how to work with residents and their family. So when they go through that entire process at the end of our training, they're now certified. So when CJ was mentioning the idea of a RALA, R-A-L, Residential Assisted Living Academy, a certified home, that means it's been created by somebody who has been through the training. They're up and running to certain standards. The state has their standards, and ours are actually much higher. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, and it's not all about, you know, states are always about, like, how many square feet and, um, you know, the code type stuff. But there's another piece to making a really good location and also the right neighborhood and things like that. And we review all that. 
And um, that way you know, like if you're looking around right now for a place for your mom or dad or aunt or uncle or, or loved one, one of the things you can start looking for is are these people RAL, you know, certified, Residential Assisted Living Academy certified, RALA certified. And what that does is that you know that there's a certain standard to that. Uh, you know that they got educated a certain way. You know that they will provide things a certain way and that they keep up to date because we meet as a, as if you're RALA certified, we meet every six months to see what's changing in the industry, how, what uh, can be done better. And um, those things all add up to be a place where it's a lot more what I'm going to call trustworthy or reliable than maybe some of those other places that are out there because there's no one really looking at that. There's no one saying, you know, they're all, it's all hit and miss. This way, you know, at least you know that there's a certain level when they're RALA certified. That's a great point. You know, in our, in our final minute here, the concept of certification and having a quality home and knowing that mom and dad are safe are all very, very important. For those of you that are wondering, you know, how to find a home like that in your area, send me a quick email at G-E-N-E at R-A-L Academy.com and we'll find you a home in your area, G-E-N-E at R-A-L Academy.com. For those of you who are interested in learning how to get certified or get into this business and help other people do good, thank you, and do well, you can check out our website at ralacademy.com, ralacademy.com, or just call us and ask questions, 480-704-3065. You know, it's interesting, CJ, being here in the, in the home office, because I have a team that's all over the country, a team of 10, which is awesome. And all over the country, we have expertise all over the country and students all over the country, even internationally now. But being in the home office, I get to hear conversations on the phone where people call in and they ask questions. How can I get started? Or is this a good home? Or how much can I do? And it's just wonderful to be able to walk people through this process. So again, if you'd like to learn more, ralacademy.com or send me a quick email at G-E-N-E at R-A-L-Academy.com, or call us, 480-704-3065. This is Second Wind Success with Gene Garino, your host, and your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. If you've been thinking about mom, dad, are they safe? Are they comfortable? Are they able to take care of themselves? Well, maybe you're ready for assisted living for mom or dad. I know you don't want to put them in a home because if you're like me, when mom and dad needed help, you didn't want to just put them in a big box facility with 100, 200 people. No, you, they lived in a home and you want to keep them in a home. Well, I found a solution. It's called Sweetwater Pines, upscale assisted living in a very, very comfortable home setting right near Scottsdale Road and Cactus in a beautiful, gorgeous home. If you're looking for 24-hour care where they're safe and taken care of and loved on, all the food, all the medication management, everything they need, and a great place for you to come and visit as well, well, there it is for you. If you'd like a tour just to check it out and see what it's like, give a call, 602-430-5382. That's Sweetwater Pines at 602-430-5382. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to Gene at RALacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at RALacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino, your host at Second Wind Success, and your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. Woohoo! <laughs> And the, the streamers fly and the fireworks go off. So we're here and you are too. I'm glad you're listening. You know, we've been talking a lot about this whole show is all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. And we've talked to people who, oh, remember Dale where he, he was talking about, oh my goodness, where he was a commercial fisherman. Amazing. And then, you know, out doing the crabbing, the fishing, the whole bit for years. And as he was on the bottom of the ocean picking sea cucumbers, it came to him, what am I doing working for somebody else? sea cucumber in hand, changed his life. And now he's doing incredible things, and he's actually uh, in assisted living, which that's what we do. So it's amazing. A lot of these people that we've had on the show, uh, they're finding their own way. And you've got to find something that you're passionate about, that you want to do, that really tickles your fancy and gets you excited about getting out of bed. I I always find it interesting how people say, TGIF, thank God it's Friday. And I get to Friday and go, like, I can't believe it's Friday already. There's so much to do, so much to accomplish. So, yeah, you do have to stop and smell the roses, but frankly, if you love what you do, it doesn't matter how much you make. But the cool thing about that is that if you are passionate about what you do, everybody's going to want to be a part of it, too. So I'm passionate about residential assisted living. One of the things that I notice uh, and I say to a lot of people that I know is, like, every day is a Saturday for me. Even mm. though I'm working, every day is a Saturday for me because I'm doing what I like. I'm helping other people. Um, and I'm making money. I'm, I, it, look, I, I'm old enough now that I've gone through a couple of careers, and they, it wasn't all a bed of roses. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. I was just like, what am I doing? You know, I worked for other people. Sometimes they were great. Sometimes they weren't. Um, I worked for myself, and sometimes it was a lot of money. Sometimes it wasn't. And that's one of the things I, I when I was looking for, quote, unquote, my retirement career, that's what I called it, I knew that I needed to earn a certain amount of money so that I would be able to, quote, unquote, retire, you know, and really what that means is pay my freaking medical bills 
and all mm-hmm. the things, and vacation a few times, right? So I needed a job that had flexibility. I needed, um, I needed work that uh, wasn't work all the time and that I enjoyed and that paid me what I was worth because a lot of us who are going into our career, uh, uh, let's say at the t- twilight of our business careers, Twilight. What they offer us, yeah, the twilight. I don't know what else is the, the sunset of our careers. I don't know. Um, you're that far along. You, I didn't know you were that old. <laughs> but no, look. I mean, look. If it's 15 years of of working, and trust me, many of the people that I know work until they they just can't anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's not. It, so so that's really not what it's about. But there are other people who have been saving up and hoping to be able to, you know, go into their golden retirement years with enough money to putter around the house and take a vacation and hang out with the grandchildren. The problem is, is that a lot of times the money that's been saved up will not last you. And so having another career that allows you a ton of flexibility, um, for me, residential assisted living was the perfect fit. I mean, perfect. So I remember, I remember when you spoke at Harvard, we were both speaking there on economic issues and entrepreneurial opportunities, and, um, and you talked, and I was like, finally, finally, I found the exact fit. So a lot of people are looking for opportunities, and this, this is a great one to look into. You do owe it to yourself to at least investigate and do your due diligence on it for sure. You know, I think that's really important for people at everybody to kind of take account. What do you really want? I think a lot of times people just kind of go through the motions. And, you know, I've got college age, uh, my youngest is 19 and he's in college and I'm really encouraging him. Don't, it's not just go to college to go out and get a job. It's what do you really want to do? I mean, if you just want to climb mountains, we'll figure out how to, you can climb mountains and just do that. But whatever you're passionate about, you can make a business out of it or it can be a, it can be an advocation or it can just be something you do as a hobby. But I guess, you know, I want to encourage people to really think about what are you doing and why. Because when I got into assisted living, you know, it's kind of like, CJ, when you first heard about this, you're like, yes, it checks my boxes. It gives me what I want. When I first looked at this, I was looking at it from the business side first. It gives me this, this significant residual income that that's what I really wanted. I mean, who wants to have to go to work 80 hours a week? And entrepreneurs, that's their work week, right? Not 40. Mm-hmm. You know, who mm-hmm. wants to have to go do that? If you're doing it because you love to do what you do, great. But if you could do it so you did, you made the money, the residual income, and you're working five or 10 hours a week, well, now I'm involved, but it didn't, it didn't take over my life. And that's one of the things that I loved about getting into this business was the concept of it takes work up front. Once we've got that work done and this, this business is up and running, it can produce significant income. And also that I don't have to be there every day. I mean, it's rare that I actually go to the business, go to the property. Uh, the manager is there. The caregivers are there. They're taking care of the business on a day-to-day basis. My job is to operate the business, and I can do that from anywhere. Cruise ship, my office, well, any place, whatever I'm wearing, it doesn't matter. So it's a great business that checks my boxes. And I think people need to really think about what do you really want? Do you want freedom of time? Do you want to have enough money to do what you want to do? Is it the people you want to hang out with? Who do you want to serve? Where do you want to do it? All those things will lead you to the answer of what you should be doing right now. There's always somebody making money doing what you want to do. Does that make sense? And I'm not talking a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. I'm talking significant money. You mentioned mountain climbing. 
There are a lot of mountain climbers out there that get sponsorships, that get paid to go climb a mountain. So, you know, the thing for you is to decide what you like to do. Now, for me, I didn't know what the vehicle was going to be, so to speak. I just knew where I wanted to go, and I knew how I wanted my ride to be. When I saw this, I was like, that's what I want. I wanted the residual income. I didn't want to have to be there 40 hours a week. I didn't want to have to, you know, check in constantly every day for it to continue to run. So one of the things I want to mention, I know we're talking a lot about the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Um, This show is sponsored by them. Um, Gene has done a great job in teaching people. He's very good at it. And as someone who went around and looked at other opportunities, um, including some big names in the real estate industry, they were all missing pieces. Residential Assisted Living Academy was the only one for me. Now, of course, uh, you know, what I want to say there is the only one for me that checked all the boxes on the training side. The other people were definitely missing stuff. And I'm no dumb bunny. I've been doing business for a while, and I've been doing a lot of educational seminars. I've taught, and I've attended. So I'm pretty clear on what I need to be successful, and Residential Assisted Living Academy does, does and did a great job for me and can for you. So I just want to put that caveat in there. Yes, I'm talking a lot about it. It's only because, as you hear me now, I did not start as a co-host and then go to Residential Assisted Living Academy. I started a Residential Living Academy and became a co-host because this is where it got me. It gave me a time freedom and a money freedom. So, you know, sure, I'm a banner. I drank the Kool-Aid, whatever you want to call it. But the (laughs) truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, is if you are looking for a com- as complete um, education as you can get and continuing on with that, this is, should be your first stop in looking around. Now, I encourage you to do your due diligence. My point is not only do we talk about buying it at the academy, but we also talk about how to run your business so it fits in with your life, not your life fits in with the business. And as a, a, as a, Life coach and a business coach, that is one of the biggest things that we are not taught in school um, and taught in our culture. So I'm encouraging you folks to figure out what you really want. And this is just, here's the thing. If you can make a great profit doing a good thing, would you be open to that? Everyone I know says absolutely. So when we talk about not only buying the real estate but doing the business, we're not only designing it for for how it works in your lifestyle, but also so that you're providing a higher quality product. So, Gene, go, go into a little bit about how operations is so important in these things. Um, a lot yeah. of homes are run by, little, by husband-wife teams, but it takes more than that. So let's talk about that. You bet. And, and also, I, I want to just say this, too, that one of the things that I think that I found, and I, it's kind of selfish of me, but one of the things I found is that the people that are attracted to this industry are great people. I mean, I would never have met you unless I was in this industry and offered this training. So networking and meeting new people, it's been incredible. Uh, we have met so many really cool people and influential as well. Uh, all the way on the high end to names that I could name and you would know, Robert Kiyosaki and uh, other people like that, but down to people who have never done this before but are getting into it for the right reason. So they're doing it because they know that this is a 
place where I can do something good and make great money. And they're not given a chance or opportunity in so many other things. Frankly, there's a lot of competition out there right now in real estate. There's flipping this and flipping that, and it's uh, all kinds of shows and lots of people getting in. So when I speak to people about the residential assisted living, where there is a real estate component, but the business is the magic, that's where you really make the money. But like you said, ZJ, the magic here is in the operations. So the operations of that business, one of the key things, and I was talking to one of our students today, uh, is the team the team itself that you assemble, and you're assembling this team that is going to operate the business. It's not one person. Uh, You said this yourself, Carolyn, the idea of there's people that get in this business, and it's a mom and pop. It's a mom and dad, a husband and wife. They live in the home. They rent out the other bedrooms. They make some extra food, do some extra laundry. It's all about them, and if they weren't there, the business would not exist. It would, it would fail. We don't do that at all. What we do is we have a real estate location, whether we own it or rent it. We can do it either way, and then we create this business, and the operations is the key. So the, the leader of that operations team is you as the business owner, you as the business manager, but just underneath and even more important, frankly, is that actual manager that's on site. So the operations manager or a facility manager, whatever you want to call them, that's the person that is there day-to-day taking care of the day-to-day operations. So they handle everything below, which would be caregivers, independent contractors, working with finding residents and working with the families and so on. So the only things that come above that are things that they can't handle or something where they need approval on a certain amount of money. Uh, we just had a repair at uh, one of the homes where a refrigerator needed a, a repair. So the manager called me and said, okay, if we spend this to fix that, absolutely, go for it. But beyond that, uh, I don't need to hear. And if I'm out of the country, okay, Gene, I've got to ask you. I got to ask you, what were you doing when they called? Were you by the swimming pool? Were you golfing? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the, that's the key. That's the key to owning the business versus having to be in and working the business. That's the difference between a franchise, because a franchise basically makes you work the business most of the time. And work it their way. So, you know, that's the thing for me because we get to a place, I've had health issues in the past, and for me, it's very important that if, I, if I'm down for the day, that I have the opportunity to, um, that's okay. The whole business doesn't stop just because I'm down for the day or yeah. uh, maybe two days. Do you know what I mean? Whereas there's a lot yeah, of other absolutely. businesses, all of a sudden it falls apart. Yeah, when you think about that, I mean, as simple as a storefront. Somebody, if they have a storefront, if the door's not open with somebody behind the counter, the the business is closed. So in this case, you you know, you were joking when you said, where were you? I I don't have a pool, even though I'm in Arizona, but I wasn't in the pool. But I probably didn't have my phone with me. It came, left a message on my phone. I was actually out in the backyard with my granddaughter. uh, Just We were playing out there in the grass for a little bit. So no pool, but we were out enjoying the beautiful day here in Arizona where I am. And then when I got back in, checked the message, gave him a quick text back. Yes, 200 bucks is okay. <clears throat> go for it. So it's being in control of the business where I, as the business manager, part of the, the process and that systems operationally is that I'm in charge of making sure money comes in and money goes out. And when certain things need to be decided, then that's when I get involved. But for instance, this Saturday, I'm leaving uh, for out of the country for eight days. So I won't be here and available. 
I probably will, but I'm not going to tell them I'm available. But the point is, that's right. Don't tell anybody. They will have to handle it. And what I find, because I've done this every year for the last X number of years, what I find is when I come back, things are better than when I left. You know, they have to handle it when I'm not there. There's nothing that they can't handle. They just need the authority and the ability and the training, the insight. And if something happens where we had to make a big decision and here's what I did, if I would have done it differently, then it becomes a teachable moment. Okay, glad you made a decision. Glad it went forward. Glad everybody is safe and all that. Here's how I would have done it differently. So next time, this is the way we do it. And that's how you learn. But they're really doing great. So the operations is key. So part of that, CJ, and you know this from being at the class, being certified as a professional RALS, so a residential assisted living specialist, is that you need systems in place. And part of that is what's called the policies and procedures. So in another business, they might call that SOP, Standard Operating Procedure. But in that book, and it's really a set of books, you literally look it up and go to this tab, and here's what you do, if this, then that. So everybody should be trained to that point where they can walk in, see that book. If they have a question, pull it down, open it up, and say, boom, here's what we do. Here's our policy and our procedure for handling them. So, so one of the things that you're saying is, um, you know, we talk about your team, uh, hiring your team. Well, we talk about how to hire that, like maybe how to put something into Craigslist or how to network um, to get those right people that, that work well with you and your staff that um, have responsibility and understand what needs to be done. You also give them enough information to train them to your style or what we call the RAL style of doing things. And, um, you know, we, like I said, many of them have chefs. Well, how do we want that food to go? What, how many times a day are we um, providing food? Which, look, all the time, residents all the time um, get access to food. It's not like, oh, you missed your meal time. No, it's not that at all. Um, <laughs> but that we do designate certain times for meals so that people have that regularity and they can show up and they know that there's going to be other people there to socialize with and things like that. Got it. And, you know, regularity is important, especially when it comes to food. Boom, boom. That was a joke. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. Yeah, slow burn. Yeah, I'm a little right. slow on the uptake. <laughs> you didn't get that right away. Now, this is Gene. We're here with Second Wind Success, the show, and it's all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. And if you'd like more information or want to just communicate with me, send me a quick email, a message at G-E-N-E at R-A-L Academy dot com. So Gene, G-E-N-E at R-A-L Academy dot com. Or give us a call, 480-704-3065. 480-704-3065. Or just go to the website, R-A-L Academy dot com. There's so much more we can share and we're going to share some more about operations certification, what to look for in a home, how to do all of these things, because this is a really important topic, the idea of the aging of our population and baby boomers and where we are and where we're headed. That's what this is all about. This is Gene, your host of Second Wind Success with your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here. 
and this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's ralacademy.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. Have you ever wondered how mom is doing today? I mean, you're at work, you're comfortable, but is she? Is she okay today? Your mom, your dad, she may need help. He may need help, but you're not sure what to do. I know you're not ready to put mom in a home. Nobody ever is. But here's the deal. Is she able to take care of herself? And if you're not quite sure, you're not quite ready, here's what I did. When my mom needed help, I started to look, and I didn't want a big box solution, 100, 200 people, like an apartment or hotel. I was looking for a home, and I found it. Adagio Gardens, right here in Phoenix, a comfortable home with a group of seniors my mom's own age, dad's own age, where she can be taken care of 24-7. Whether they need medication management or housekeeping and all the food, everything is provided in a very comfortable home life. So if you're looking for a safe place for mom where she can be taken care of, check out Adagio Gardens. I did. Give them a call, 602-430-5382. Adagio Gardens, 602-430-5382. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to Gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino, Second Wind Success, where we help baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. And I'm here with our co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. Yay! And I have a question for you before we go on because I've had people ask me this. Can I can I ask this question? Sure. Go. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You do a lot of teaching. You do a lot of speaking in front of large audiences. You know, like Harvard and things like that. You know, reputable places. And here's the thing. Do you ever have somebody come up and just ask, like they've been trying to do it on their own? And they ask a question where it's, like, really obvious that they need help. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> what's the best, what's do the best story you've got on that? Oh, my goodness. You know, I was in the, I was, I'm here in the home office in Arizona, and I, we had one of those calls yesterday. So, Isabel, she is amazing on the phone. And Isabel is my assistant. She's my everything. She really is great. But she got this call, and this guy is just like, hey, hey, I want to sign up for your training, but. And then he launches into it. And this is kind of typical where somebody calls and they ask a question in their mind. It's just a simple question. And in, in our mind, it's like, are you, are you serious? That's like a three-day training you need right now. And so here was the question. He's like, look, I've got millions of dollars in investors' money lined up. 
So money, and I tell people this all the time, raising capital for this is one of the easiest things I've ever done. So here's a guy who's not even in the business. I've got millions of dollars in investor's capital ready to go. I am going to be the operational partner where they put up the money and I'm going to operate the business and I'm going to hire other people to do the work. Can you just tell me what I need to know? <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, oh, literally I mean, like goodness that. gracious, they have no idea. They don't even, obviously, they would not ask that question in a, in a phone call if they knew. Um, how much really goes into it. And here's the thing I want to tell you. If you're an, somebody over the age of 50 and um, you've got a huge life experience, so this is not overwhelming stuff. It's just like a checklist. You know, you go through and you get it done. And uh, it's, it's no big deal. And, but like everything in the beginning, you, 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 you work at it, you develop the foundation, and then you, re- you get to kind of rest on your laurels. Um, and it's the best world of you get to eat your cake. Um, you get to have your cake and eat it too. That's what it is. Because, <laughs> because you have this great business that, you, that yeah, you worked, um, you worked it in the beginning to get it all established, you know, and that's a, that could be a 20-hour work week maybe in the beginning or maybe it's after your regular job, you know, but you can get that done. And once you have that, then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's like rainbows and unicorns. It's what what we've been looking for. So, yeah, and, so and that's when the this interesting that guy asked that question. How did you answer it? What did you finally, what did you have to tell him? Well, Isabel did most of the answering, but with that kind of question, and again, I want you to think about this here. They're calling in saying, I've got millions of dollars in investors' capital. Because as soon as you talk to investors and you know what you're doing, even if you don't know what you're doing, frankly, and you talk about baby boomers, assisted living, senior housing, the rates of return, the the income that we make, it's off the chart. People are interested. So he's got millions of dollars in investors' capital. He's saying, I'm going to be the operational partner, yet I'm just going to hire somebody else to, in essence, do the work. I got it. And now, can you tell me what I need to know? It's like, yeah, I can, but that's what the whole academy is about. Yeah, come to the class. Well, I, I will. I'll come to the class, but I need, and literally he's having a, a meeting with them like tomorrow. So he wants like, oh. you know, give me the cliff notes so that I can present myself properly tomorrow. <clears throat> and we can't, you can't get that across to somebody. So it happens all the time though. I remember this one gentleman gave me a call and he said, hey, 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 I'm in town. Can we get together for a cup of coffee? And I had just landed, I'm in San Diego, and I'm, I'm at the airport waiting for the Uber to come up. And he's like, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, well, I'm not in town. You're, you're in Arizona. I'm in California, but I'm not there. But what's up? He goes, well, you were so nice to me. You gave me, you talked to me over the phone a year or so ago for a half an hour, gave me lots of great information. And I went out, and I got home, and I opened up an assisted living facility. And I'm like, excuse me? He said, yeah, I wow. did. It. I have one, one question. Is $5,000 too much? I said, well, too much for what? He goes, well, I have caregivers that I'm paying right now $5,000 a month. Is that too much? And he said, well, no, not necessarily. Tell me more. He said, well, I opened up the business, and it's been open for a year. I've been paying the caregivers $5,000 a month, but we don't have any residents yet. (gasps) No. (laughs) And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but the point is I'm like, Excuse me? Yeah, we don't have any residents. Is 5000 a month too much? I'm like, yes, it's too much. You shouldn't even have caregivers if you don't have anybody to give care for. And then I said, now, that's an interesting question to ask, but let me ask you, how come you don't have residents? Well, I, I'm not sure how to get the word out and get the residents in and so on. 
so marketing, you're not sure about the marketing, but you've hired employees that you're paying. And I said, are they, are, do they show up at the house? He goes, yeah, they live in the house. So hold it. You're not only paying them five grand a month, but they're living in the house for free. And I'm assuming you're buying their food. Well, yeah. And you're paying for their utilities. Yeah. So I'm like, well, stop. Do you? And I said to him, do you know that I have a training? He goes, well, yeah, you have a three-day training, but it's too expensive. <laughs> and I laughed. Oh! He literally so he's paying $5,000 a month. He's lost, he's lost money for 12 <laughs> months. I mean, look, I've got to give this guy kudos. Talk about somebody who's with cojones. You know, he went out there and he, he's like, oh, with a half an hour phone call, he's out there doing this. Can you imagine what he, how much money he'd be making right now if he had just gone to the, to the training, the Rolla training? Uh, that, yeah. that, it's almost sinful that somebody with that much drive um, could not make the comparison between paying oh. his people 5000 and not and not going to the class. You know, you know so, I, has he shown up I at the class? Do I need to give this guy a call? I, I appreciate you giving him that much uh, credit for having cojones and for all of that, but I'm looking at it going, what are you, nuts? I mean, that's ludicrous. <laughs> I, it's like I'm going to go out and buy a crane, and now I'm going to go look for work, but I'm going to pay a crane operator. to. It doesn't make any sense. Yet people think that. They, they think, you know, if I were to boil this down into five steps, and I've done this, CJ, where I'm in the front of a large group of people, and they want their bated breath, edge of their chair. They want to learn the secrets of assisted living. And I said, all right, let me give it to you. It's five simple steps. Get a house. Get it renovated. Make it safe for seniors. Get it licensed. Fill it with old people. And then make money. That's it. That's all you have to do. And they're all like, what? There has to be more. To- of course there's more to it. There's a ton you need to know. But some people take it that, okay, I just get a house, fill it with seniors, and I'm good to go. No, no, no. I, I want you to think of this like a fine dining restaurant. I-, I go to restaurants a lot. If you meet me, you'll know that. I'll take you out. We'll enjoy. But when you go to a restaurant, it's the food. It's the ambiance. I- it's-, it's the chef. It's the, the service. It's not the house. It's not the building. You could be in a strip mall, you know, that's got plate glass windows in the front and, and white tablecloths on the table. It's like, take the restaurant out, the ambiance, turn the lights up. What do you got? You got a dirty box. That's all it is. So it, it's <laughs> almost other things. So with assisted living, it's the same thing. It's not just get a house and fill it with old people. Why would they want to come? Is it in the right location? You know, are you charging the right amount? Too much? Too little? If you charge too little, nobody will come. Why? Because they think you have a bad operation. If you charge too much, they can't afford it. So it has to be in the right location. I get people, here's another one that gets me too. They call and they say things like, I have a house, it's perfect for this. And I look it up on a map, and it's an hour outside of town. I'm in Arizona, so it could be in the middle of the desert, like the literal desert. There's gravel roads to get to it. And they're like, it's perfect because it's one level. It's 8,000 square feet. It's got 10 bedrooms and 10 bathrooms. And I'm like, yeah, but who's going to want to visit mom? Nobody's going to drive an hour on dirt roads to get to your desert palace in the oasis there. And then who's going to show it to her? I mean, mom's got to come see it, so you expect people to come and look, drive an hour out there on the dusty road to go see the home before they decide to move in. It's just like mistake after mistake after mistake that people can avoid if they just get trained first. I'd much rather learn from somebody else's mistake than my own. Yeah, yeah. You do. So here's something that a friend of ours says all the time, Tom. And when you come to the Residential Assisted Living Academy, you'll meet Tom more than likely. And um, he does a lot of training. But one of the things that he says is, 
I'd rather, I, I'd rather not be first. I'd rather be a fast follower. You know what I mean? Mm. Let somebody else make all the mistakes. Let somebody else uh, do all the hoop jumping and then learn from them. And you can go faster. You're, you get things done faster. There's a lot less, less hassle. And that's what a lot of this is about. Are you capable of doing this? Absolutely. I'm going to encourage you to find something like this. If it isn't residential assisted living, then something that helps with your uh, career and gets you what you want from a monetary and a joy standpoint, that it gives you a lot of joy, uh, whatever that might be for you. It just happens to be that Residential Assisted Living Academy fits, you know, genes in my boxes uh, you know, our, our check boxes as to what and how our lifestyle, how we want to live our lifestyle, what we want to provide in the world. You know, my motto is do good in the world. Um, Jean always says do good and do well, which I think is great. You know, and basically what that means is that you're, you're doing good, but you're also getting well-deserved um, payment. Uh, how do you say it all the time, Jean? Uh, do, do good, good and, do, and well. do well. Yeah, yeah do good and do um, well. Doing good, yeah. good things for other people and, and doing very well financially. For yourself, yeah. And I think that's really important. If you're somebody who's scared of money, yeah, somebody who's scared of money, this is not for you, okay? If you're somebody who um, is concerned about uh, looking too wealthy, this is not for you because this provides so much good service and you're well rewarded for it. And the people who work for you are well rewarded for it in the ways that it's important to them. So Residential Assisted Living Academy um, is a great place. And Jean will give you, um, you know, the phone numbers and all that. And I'm just going to encourage you to do your due diligence, go out there, take a look, and um, really consider this a second career for you because it provides so much uh, for the whole uh, culture in our industry. We've got baby boomers with no place to go. Um, you're, you're giving them a good place to go, not one of those places where you can smell the neglect. Yeah. And when you talk about, everybody's looking for something. And I think I'm 56. And those of you listening right now, this show, Second Wind Success, is all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. A lot of times, you know, when you're younger, it's all about the making the money, making the dollar, or that false security, when people say job security, yeah, you're secure. You can go work your fingers to the bone for the rest of your life. What you really want is income security. But I think a lot of times people don't really get to that point in life. If you get there when you're in your 20s, awesome. But second wind success is looking for something that you can sink your teeth into that's going to reward you properly. And part of that reward is not just financial. This concept of making money, and I love what you said there, CJ, if you're afraid of making that money, because of what other people might think and so on, you can give it all away. I mean, the most successful people I know, they give a boatload of money away. You wouldn't know that they have the money. I mean, I don't live in a, I live in a house that I could live in in my capacity. The point is, we certainly could make a lot of, spend a lot of the money, but you can give it away, do great things. But you can't give if you don't have it. If you really do want to give money away, this could be a vehicle for you to do it. But there's also that other magic piece that, you know, if you're not prepared for that future, if you're not prepared with a long-term care insurance policy, where are you going to live when it's your time? And if your kids are going to be taking care of it for you, well, that's a burden you're leaving. 
I'd rather leave a blessing for them. You know, Second Wind Success, all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. And if you'd like to learn more about the Residential Assisted Living Academy, send me an email, G-E-N-E at R-A-L-Academy.com, or give us a call, 480-704-3065, and check out the website. Lots of great information and webinars for you, free info for you. RALacademy.com. This is Gene's Second Wind Success with our co-host Carolyn C.J. Matthews saying do good and do well. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us this week. Second Wind Success with Gene Garino can be heard every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to stay the course. Good times are just ahead.